This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. One truck after another of hope pulling out of town. Wildfire frustration. Why a BC community stages a blockade trying to save their homes. Plus. So uh, it's really bad. Burnaby businesses take a big hit as Fortis Gas Construction shuts down a stretch of the Lougheed Highway. And... Whether it's a business decision, whether it was odor, I think that the two are intertwined. Clearing the air. After years of complaints, a Richmond composting facility is shutting down. You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening, I'm Colleen Christie. Thanks for joining us. We begin with breaking news out of the U.S. After a long battle with cancer, Arizona Senator John McCain has died at the age of 81. Global's Eric Sorensen looks back at the remarkable life of a man being called a hero. John McCain confounded his critics and his allies, a political maverick who almost became president. To the old big spending, do nothing, me first, country second crowd, Change is coming. McCain's political principles made him politically unpredictable. The national media has written us off. Running for president against Barack Obama, he could have played the race card to energize his flagging campaign, but wouldn't do it. I can't trust Obama. McCain would not tap into the racist groundswell that could have helped him win the presidency. Um, he's an Arab. He is not... No, no ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. He's a, he's, a, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagreements with. It wasn't the first time John McCain demonstrated the courage of his convictions. And I was bombing and was uh, hit. As a young Navy pilot, he was shot down, tortured and imprisoned for five years in the Vietnam War. The son and grandson of Navy admirals, the North Vietnamese offered him freedom. He turned it down rather than leave fellow prisoners of war behind. McCain returned a war hero and turned to politics. Six terms as senator from Arizona, he worked across party lines and ran for president twice. His choice of Sarah Palin as running mate flamed out in the end, but it laid bare a populist undercurrent in the country that would rise again. He's not a war, hero. a war hero. Donald Trump would tap hero. into that angry he's populism, McCain himself a victim of it. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to tell you. But McCain wasn't done fighting, even if it meant taking on his own party and president. We are not the president's subordinates. We are his equal. The maverick once again stood alone. He blocked Trump Republican plans to overhaul Obama's health care laws. But by now, McCain was battling brain cancer. All of us were so inspired. Political friends and foes struck once more by his courage. By the speech and the life of the senator from Arizona. Thanks, Senator. There wasn't a U.S. senator who didn't disagree with McCain on something. 
yet there isn't one, it seems, who won't miss him. Eric Sorensen, Global News. Here at home, frustrations over how the wildfires are being fought in parts of the northern interior are boiling over. A massive 112,000 hectare fire is threatening a community along Francois Lake, south of Burns Lake. When a convoy of firefighting equipment was denied access, residents who defied an evacuation order set up a blockade. Jill Bennett has more. How many farms could that one truck have saved with those pumps? The frustration is easy to hear as residents from the south side of Francois Lake watch as about $20 million worth of equipment leaves the area after sitting idle. They came all the way out from Alberta here to help us and they were not allowed to put their equipment on the ground. These trucks came all the way from Alberta to help fight wildfires in BC. They were successful in Fort St. James, but when they arrived to help in Francois Lake, they were told not to. All the residents are pretty upset with that kind of <laughs> information because it is called the Lakes District. If you walk five kilometers in any direction, you're going to get into some kind of water. Residents were so upset they rallied and tried to keep the equipment in town, saying many homeowners have stayed behind, defying an evacuation order, and they need more help. I believe there's probably 30 to 50 percent of the residents have stayed, at least their husbands have. A lot of people don't have insurance on their homes or their ranches over there, so they're fighting for not just their place to live, but their livelihood. But according to Burns Lake Fire Rescue, the owner of the company providing the highly specialized equipment surveyed the fire area and determined the pumps and the main hose wouldn't work. Uh, we went with the person owning the company, our staff accompanied him and looked at areas where it could be used. It was determined that it's not the most efficient uh, method and we're bringing in a smaller, more flexible mass water delivery system to be used south side of uh, Burns Lake. It's not the answer residents were hoping for, but they say they will keep working to save the area threatened by the two wildfires burning nearby. Jill Bennett, Global News. And to bring you up to date, right now there are 552 wildfires in our province. 842,000 hectares has been burned and $310 million has been spent so far fighting them. Officials are now asking those who self-evacuated to larger communities because of smoke to consider going home. Nearly 3,000 evacuees have registered in Prince George. Emergency Management BC says in many communities, hosting evacuees accommodations there are, well, they're reaching capacity. Housing and other emergency services are now needed for those under evacuation orders. Our evacuation centers are uh, doing the best they can in the areas impacted by the wildfires. Uh, we're using commercial accommodation mostly in the larger centers such as Prince George. But it's important for people if, they, uh, if the alert has been lifted, uh, if the evacuation order has been lifted, to return to their homes because that means it is safe and that frees up space for people who are on evacuation order and that makes a difference for uh, people's well-being. The air quality advisory may have been lifted from Metro Vancouver and parts of the Fraser Valley, but it remains in effect across most of the rest of the province. In the central and south Okanagan, the air quality health index rates the region between low and moderate, but it's still considered high in the north Okanagan. The smoke over the past couple of weeks has forced the cancellation of a number of outdoor events this weekend, including the Dragon Boat Festival in Kelowna. 
A stretch of East First Avenue closed for months for gas line work will partially reopen to traffic tomorrow. A relief for businesses along the route. But as Paul Johnson reports, the pain is just beginning for businesses along a stretch of Lougheed Highway as Fortis begins work there. Waiting patiently for her order at the Brentwood Fat Burger. This is a meal Deanna Katnack will fight for. So you've got your big piece of meat and then you've got the really nice vegetables, really nice bun. But what a struggle to get it. This fat burger is part of a cluster of businesses near Lougheed and Willingdon that are almost entirely boxed in by the massive Fortis BC upgrade project that's torn up the asphalt. Katnack says they could barely find their way in. We put on our Google Maps and it brought us around to a parking garage behind here. We went into the parking garage, but there was no parking spot, so we had to very carefully reverse and get out of there. As you can imagine, not every customer is as tenacious as Catnack. Fatburger supervisor Donna says they're taking a big hit that they expect to last for the duration of the project. I guess the business uh, go down like 30 to 40 percent. So uh, it's really bad. A couple of doors down at Pacific Poke, the manager tells us sales of their Hawaiian-style sushi bowls are also down by about the same amount. With driving in such a headache, it's mostly the committed walk-ins keeping them afloat this weekend. Fortis told Global News they're doing their best to stage the project in a way that maintains some access to these businesses. And Pacific Poke told us Fortis even bought some gift cards from them to help offset their losses. But they're still on track for a big decline. Back at Fat Burger, Deanna Catnut can tell you one way for a restaurant to weather a construction obstacle. Have something on the menu people simply can't do without. Like the maple bacon poutine her daughter was craving today. I did fight hard to get here, yes, but there will be a reward at the end. Paul Johnson, Global News, Burnaby. <laughs> For years, a composting facility in Richmond has been raising a stink, and so have its neighbors complaining about the stench. But soon, the ongoing battle over air quality will be over. As Nadia Stewart reports, the company is closing its doors. Work continues at the Harvest Power facility in Richmond, just two days after the company told staff operations here will be shutting down. Harvest Power spokesperson says it was a business decision. In a way, it's kind of like the perfect storm, right? There's multiple permits with multiple jurisdictions, don't know the timing, um, and like any business, you don't want to invest a lot of money unless you know you're going to get it and it's going to be the right amount. The investment would have been a costly one for the company, but necessary for the renewal of their permit with Metro Vancouver. One of the things that's in our permit that we needed to do by next spring was to upgrade part of the, uh, the operations called the CASP. And that's one of the things that would take a lot of money. And we just don't know when the permits are going to sort themselves out. This is the latest development for a company under scrutiny for years. Since about 2012, Harvest Power has been the subject of countless complaints over the smell emanating from this steaming pile of compost. It smells like something is something is rotten. It's a hard smell to describe, but it can be anywhere in Richmond. Over the years, significant progress has been made in reducing the odor. But Richmond's mayor believes Metro Vancouver's organic ban posed a problem Harvest Power couldn't overcome. Really good. And I think it was when we had the organics ban, and so all of a sudden they're taking all kinds of food products 
into the harvest power and then they ramped up their volumes that's when we started getting the odor issues you know we can say whether it's a business decision whether it was odor i think that the two are intertwined this decision is not about the odor complaints it's just a business decision about you know we just don't have enough information to to make that kind of investment the company's permit expires in april 2020 but work here could begin winding down before then not a global news a suspected clandestine drug lab has been discovered in Richmond. Firefighters were called to a home in the 11,000 block of Kingfisher Drive yesterday morning after receiving reports of smoke. They found items inside consistent with a potential drug lab. Officers evacuated the neighborhood homes and set up roadblocks. The RCMP's organized crime unit is investigating. Police and other emergency personnel are remaining on the scene throughout the weekend to dismantle the lab. A violent attack in Surrey has left one man in custody and another in hospital. Just after 9 o'clock this morning, police received several 911 calls reporting a man had been attacked with a weapon in a home in the 10100 block of 145th Street. Police found 50, a 59-year-old Surrey man suffering from life-threatening injuries. RCMP would not confirm whether the victim had been stabbed, but he was rushed to hospital where he remains in critical condition. A 28-year-old man also a Surrey resident, was taken into custody at the scene. Both the victim and suspect know each other. Dozens of passengers on board a ship owned by a Squamish company had an unexpected adventure today. As Kristen Robinson reports, their Arctic tour came to a, a sudden halt when their ship ran aground. Science is the pursuit of new knowledge. Scientists give their work to the world. On August 23rd, a group of scientists, students, education and film professionals set sail on the academic Yafe, exploring changes in the Arctic as part of the Northwest Passage Project. A day later, the One Ocean Expedition's vessel ran aground. Our track record uh, with these ships, but as a company, has been unblemished. And it's a long time to go. Um, sometimes these incidents happen. The Squamish-based company says the 117-meter ship became grounded in the western Gulf of Boothia near Nunavut, that all passengers were safe and there were no environmental concerns. Two Coast Guard icebreakers were sent to help free the vessel. Why it ran aground, still a mystery. We're working with the captain and the ship owners and the regulatory authorities to help determine that. I expect it will take some time to find the details. <laughs> the academic Yafe was floated Saturday before passengers were transferred to its sister vessel nearby. Once in Nunavut, one ocean will fly them out of the north, the Northwest Passage Project on hold for now. Kristen Robinson, Global News. A health warning from the city of New Westminster tonight after someone with measles visited a popular outdoor pool last weekend. That person swam in the Moody Park outdoor pool last Sunday. Parks and Recreation is warning anyone who swam there between 1.30 and 4.30 in the afternoon that they may have been exposed to the virus. If you are not vaccinated, the measles is extremely contagious. Symptoms can include skin rashes, fever and a cough. If you have any of those symptoms, seek immediate medical attention. Back to the wildfires for a moment. A benefit concert is being held in Vancouver tonight to help fire evacuees. Some local bands will perform at the Rickshaw Theatre later tonight. Proceeds from ticket sales will go to the Canadian Red Cross. A concert last year raised about $1,500 and they hope to donate as much to this year's wildfire relief. Um, we actually started last year uh, and the, the, first, the day of our first show 
um, the the sky was orange. It was apocalyptic, and so we, uh, you know, this is really close to us uh, personally, but also as a band. And uh, yeah, so as soon as Joe asked us to to put this show on, we were like, of course, of course, we'd love to help out. Hawaii is in the middle of a flash flood emergency tonight. Some areas have received more than a meter of rain. Still, many are breathing a collective sigh of relief with hurricane watches and warnings for the islands canceled. But the storm still poses a danger. Tonight, the fallout, a flash flood emergency. Parts of Hawaii pounded by relentless rain from Lane's lumbering march, now dealing with life-threatening flooding. The Big Island taking the storm's brunt, with rain totals reaching more than three feet. Roads washed out, cars submerged, and in homes, cascading waterfalls down the stairs. It was a point where it was starting to feel like life or death situation. Near Hilo, Gary Dalton hopped into action when he saw the storm threatening his parents' home, jumping in a bulldozer to dig a moat. I dug as much as I could, and, I, and then I, I started thinking, okay, i got to get my family out of here. This is getting really dangerous. Lane, at one point a monster Category 5 storm, slowly churned its way towards the islands, missing landfall with an abrupt left hook, but walloping the big island with sheets of rain as it deteriorated into a tropical storm. And it's not over. We already had more than 30 inches of rain fall. So with an additional uh, five to seven inches of rain still expected across the big island, that could lead to more flash flooding and landslides through the end of the weekend. That's a big fire. On Maui, fire possibly caused by downed power lines. Lane's heavy winds fueling a string of brush fires, cutting power to thousands, forcing mandatory evacuations. I thought I was going to wake up to a raging flood and really high winds and high high rain, but instead I woke up to a calamity of fire. Across most of the state, while it may be back to paradise as usual, we need to be vigilant and we don't want to let all our guard down. Here, Lane's wrath will be felt for years to come. Pope Francis arrived in Ireland today. It's the first papal visit to that country in four decades. Crowds line the streets to get a glimpse of the pontiff, but not all Irish Catholics are happy with his leadership over the church's sexual abuse scandal. Pope Francis is struggling to deal with a global crisis for his church. In Ireland, he came to one of the epicenters of sexual abuse by priests. He said he was ashamed of the church's failure to deal with it. Repellent crimes, he called them. People are right to be outraged. But he made no public apology and promised no plan to deal with it. Ireland's Prime Minister called on him to act. And there is much to be done to bring about justice and truth and healing for the victims and survivors. The Pope prayed for children abused by paedophile priests. He met victims privately. Among them, a priest who was abused himself and who's critical of the church's handling of the scandal. Shame, um, disappointment, uh, fury, um, a feeling of being let down. In Ireland today, the Pope was cheered, but his church has lost much authority here. People are here to see a moment of history, but there's no adulation of the Pope as there was here in the past. No more abuse! Some openly protested as he passed. Victims of paedophile priests said the Pope had failed to take responsibility. Well, today was an opportunity to tell the truth, and again he failed to do that. He blew it. He blew it spectacularly. 
Tonight, Pope Francis celebrated the family with 80,000 pilgrims in a country where the wounds from this scandal are still raw. A 28-year-old woman who was allegedly kidnapped north of Toronto is now safe. This security footage from Thursday shows a man confronting the woman on the front porch of a home in Richmond Hill. He's heard threatening to kill her as he drags her to a parked car. Police have identified 27-year-old Jonathan McClellan as the suspect. He's believed to be armed and dangerous. She has since been found and has been reunited with her family. The Coast Guard up Washington State was literally going in circles after a wayward boat. A man fell out of a boat in Puget Sound, and as he made a sharp turn yesterday, he managed to swim to shore, but that left the Coast Guard having to get control of the unmanned vessel. It traveled in circles for nearly two hours. Finally, a Coast Guard vessel was positioned next to it, allowing a crew member to jump on board the boat and turn off the engine. Wow. That's kind of a... James Bond move. I was going to say, it looks like something out of a Hollywood flick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice to see you Good here, Chanel. You uh, Yvonne, not sure if she's going in circles <laughs> yet down at the PE. Might be. She might be. Are you on any rides this evening, Yvonne? No, I'm not, but I think that's a great idea. I think after the forecast, I should go check out one of the rides. Um, this evening, my food's just on order because I'm sort of on this Peony World Tour, but it's being ordered and it's going to be on my way very shortly. I'm just near Celebration Park. Uh, the music's here. It's quite cool, as you can imagine. We've had some rain throughout the day today, so if you're still planning on coming down for the evening hours, uh, we are going to see uh, temperatures on the cool side. Oh, wait, my food just arrived. Whoa. Look at that. Christian, in the nick of time, just in time for dinner this evening on the Peony Food tour is going to be pierogies. Yeah. These look fantastic. <laughs> and the ribs have come too. I've got pierogies and ribs <laughs> to try. But let's go with the pierogies first. It came all at once. Wow, look at this. Those are my favorite. Mm, these are my favorite too. These are definitely fantastic. Oops, very buttery and saucy too. <laughs> Don't get any sour cream on <laughs> I you. I just got it all over. She just did. Mm, very good. Okay, you these are my favorite as well. Me too. You enjoy your ribs as well. Maybe save some for later for us, just saying. <laughs> we'll check in with you. Don't want her to talk with her mouth full, poor thing. She um, has personal service there, I food know, delivery she's there. she's lucky. Uh, only Yvonne gets that. <laughs> um, hey, you know what? Uh, she was gonna, she's going to obviously talk about the weather. Uh, I, think, I think the roof's going to be closed at BC Place <laughs> tonight uh, as the Lions uh, take on the Riders. Uh, big game for them in the standings. We'll explain why. The Whitecaps are down in San Jose, a big game in the standings for them as well as uh, the playoffs are kind of falling out of reach for them. So we'll set those games up and uh, some golf highlights, uh, Brooke Henderson and uh, Adam Hadwin doing pretty well in their respective tournament. If you ever think that your posts on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook are only seen by family and friends, well, not quite. More and more employers are looking closely at those posts to see how their workers and are using social media both in and outside of the office. For the self-styled fart authority who calls himself Paul Fart, the consequences were blasted across the internet. After dozens of Instagram posts showing himself passing gas on the job. Well, so you're firing me anyway, right? Yes, I am. Yes. The so hospital security me, guard live broadcast his me, own okay, termination so Thursday to more than 60,000 adoring followers. Thanks, guys. I'm asking Appreciate you all of you. Becoming the latest casualty of one of social media's greatest pitfalls. You might think your selfies are safe because you're not a public figure. 
But these days, career experts like Dan Schaubel say your boss is scrolling. Employers should use all data at their disposal, including social media, in order to make a good hire because the cost of a bad hire is way too high to make mistakes. Seven in ten employers say they now use social media to research job candidates. But digital anonymity won't help you. Nearly half of employers said they're less likely to hire someone if they can't find them online. Middle school teacher Candace Mason is now on paid leave after posting private videos of herself pole dancing at home. In a statement, the school says they're investigating whether there was a violation of its social media policies. I don't bring the pole dancing into, the, into my workplace. And Mason says she's not apologizing for what she calls a private hobby. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for anybody because I'm a woman. I'm not a child. I'm not a teen. So um, I make no excuses for it. But for many employers, social media still dances on the line between the personal and the professional. Matt Bradley, NBC News, New York. In Health Matters, using e-cigarettes can significantly increase your risk of getting a heart attack. A study by researchers from the University of California, San Francisco, find that people who used e-cigarettes every day can nearly double the risk of cardiac arrest. It also found that those who vaped and smoked regular cigarettes every day were five times more likely to have a heart attack than non-smokers. That risk drops immediately if you quit using any type of tobacco product, including e-cigarettes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The inaugural BC Highway of Heroes ride kicked off in Langley this morning in support of Wounded Warriors Canada. 30 cyclists set off, motorcyclists and cyclists there, set off from the 21,000 block of Fraser Highway, a section officially renamed the Highway of Heroes in 2011. The ride aims to support the more than 40,000 Armed Forces members who served in Afghanistan and the thousands who are struggling with physical and mental scars of Canada's longest war. The riders will end their journey tomorrow afternoon at the B.C. Legislature in Victoria. We want people to know that we're here. We want people to know that there is help and there are people that are um, trying to raise more funds for the programming so that more people can be helped um, with our evidence-based programming um, that are struggling with their operational stress injuries.
And the 10th annual Ride to Conquer Cancer set off from the Cloverdale Fairgrounds in Surrey this morning. The 200-kilometer cycling journey allows the BC Cancer Foundation to support life-saving research at the BC Cancer Agency. Cancer has been a leading cause of death in Canada. It's estimated that more than 25,000 new cancer cases were diagnosed in BC just last year. Participants will wrap up the 2018 Ride to Conquer Cancer tomorrow in Chilliwack. And let's check in with Yvonne for a look at the forecast. Yvonne, not the most perfect day for doing those either of those rides this weekend, but, eh, well, it's not a big deal. It's, it's okay. It sort of comes with the, the peony, right? Typically, the start of the peony always brings rain, and we've now seen it into the first five to six days. So, uh, cooler if you are planning on heading down. It'll be similar for tomorrow. Let's get to the forecast, and then after, I've got a very special guest uh, who's here do, that does extreme sports. We've got some skateboarders and BMX to talk about. But here's the tower cam. Very ominous out there. We're still going to see a chance of showers this evening and for the morning, and then potentially seeing a clearing late in the day for tomorrow. Uh, temperatures today only getting up to 15 degrees, very brief and below the average for this time of the year that sits at 21 degrees. Cooler today for Whistler with only high 15. Inland sections for the island, Port Alberni at 18 degrees and Victoria topping out at 16. Cooler for the interior today as well with the front that passed through, only a high of 20 degrees for Kelowna. Prince George up to 17 and Prince Rupert 16. Air quality advisory still in effect. It blankets the province for the central and southern half and pushing into the northeastern corners and the central and southern half of the island. An update on the fire danger rating still at extreme for the central interior and the southern interior with most spots sitting at high. We have some instability this evening for the northeastern corners with the risk of a thunderstorm. It'll be similar for tomorrow with windy conditions and the next frontal system that is pushing through will bring more moisture and interior sections could see up to five millimeters, but that'll be mostly throughout the southern half. Wanted to show you the jet stream on Monday. We'll start to see a change once again. A ridge builds in. Temperatures are going to bump up, and we will see dry conditions. A bit of a breaking between systems, and it's Monday, Tuesday for most areas across the south coast, and warming up for the interior with the push in temperatures on Tuesday, with temperatures getting back up to 26 degrees. The peace tomorrow with the risk of a thunderstorm. Gusty winds at times up to 50 kilometers per hour. White horse tomorrow will see some breaks, but then showers developing both Monday, Tuesday, and Tuesday only with the high of 13. Coastal sections will see the bulk of the moisture for the morning, uh, dissipating by the afternoon, a high of 17. Caribou and central interior, a slight risk of a thunderstorm or an isolated shower, not much in terms of precipitation, but the lightning will be a concern. Columbia and Kootenai region tomorrow up to 20 degrees, also the risk of a thunderstorm slight. Thompson, Okanagan, a cool day tomorrow at 17, and then it really starts to rebound for Tuesday, Wednesday. Whistler up to 16 degrees, bright and sunny once again on Monday up to 21. And most spots across the island tomorrow will be windy. If you're by the water, 18 will be the high. For Metro Vancouver, we're going to get up to 18. And then Monday, Tuesday, we've got plenty of sunshine. All right, Action Sports World Tour is here at the PE. Paul Luke, thanks so much for taking the time. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys are doing here at the PE this year. Oh, yeah, well, there's uh, five of us, two skateboarders uh, and three BMXs, and we're doing shows here every day on the half pipe inside the Coliseum at 4.30 p.m. and 8 p.m. We're having a blast and it's a really good time. This is crazy because I've seen some of the footage we're showing people at home. I'm going to go check it out at some point during the PE, but you're live without a net. Is that correct? Yeah, no net. Uh, it's really up close and personal. So it's just really fun to get down there on the floor and it's a great view and uh, we go really high. So it's just good to get down there and get right onto the scene. And is it nice to have an audience uh, cheering you guys on? 
Yeah, it's great to have an audience. It's been great every day, packed, packed house, so come on down, for sure. Excellent. Okay, you've got a little trick to show me, and what are you showing me today? Uh, I'm going to do a kickflip, hopefully, okay. if this works. Okay, perfect. All right, show us that. <laughs> One more time. Here we go. One more time, and this is the kickflip. There we go. Nice. And there's lots of uh, <laughs> skateboarders, BMX. You guys are really world-class extreme athletes. Are there any challenges that uh, that you guys need to face here at the Peony? Uh, here at the Peony, no, it's just a really fun time. Uh, usually we have like very heavy contests, but here it's just demonstrations. So we get to just have fun and do what we love to do every day. So it's cool. a good time. And once again, where can people check you out? And what time are you guys on every day? Uh, check us out in the Colum Coliseum here at the PME, and we're on uh, 4.30 and 8 p.m. every day. Awesome. All right, Colleen, he makes it look very easy, and as we can see from some of that footage, I don't think we'll be trying this uh, anytime soon, but we'll leave it to the professionals. <laughs> Good advice, Yvonne. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The U.S. Open kicks off on Monday in New York, but ahead of the tournament, controversy over a clothing choice by one of the sport's biggest stars. Now what Serena Williams is saying about a ban on the outfit she wore and why she says she won't be stopped. At the U.S. Open today, Serena Williams tamping down the commotion over a cat suit. I'm sure they would, we would come to an understanding and everything would be okay. The head of the French Tennis Federation caused a stir this week when he took issue with a black Nike cat suit Williams wore at the French Open earlier this year. In a published interview, Bernard Giudicelli said some outfits had gone too far. Adding specifically about Williams' outfit, it will no longer be accepted. One must respect the game and the place. The comments unleashed an angry outpouring. Tennis great Billie Jean King tweeting, The policing of women's bodies must end. A catsuit on the court is nothing new, and White wore one at Wimbledon back in 1985. But more than a fury over fashion, Williams says the compression outfit had a medical purpose, helping prevent blood clots that plagued her after giving birth to her daughter Alexis last year. At the site of the U.S. Open in New York, mixed reactions. I just didn't think it looked appropriate for a Grand Slam tournament. If she's feeling like it helps her physically with some of the issues that she has from being a mom, then they should let her do it. Serena herself maintaining a sense of humor. When it comes to fashion, you don't want to be a repeat offender. Maya Rodriguez, NBC News. All right, Chanel's here, but before you get to your newscast, mm -hmm. your sportscast, um, really interesting story. Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander was tagged with a rather <laughs> hefty lunch bill from a restaurant in the Beverly Hills Hotel. He posted a picture of the receipt in which a staffer jokingly charged him $1 million for being a Dodger killer, in quotes, on top of his lunch selection. Verlander and the Astros beat the Dodgers in seven games to win the World Series last year. Verlander wrote on Instagram, Beverly Hills Hotel really making me pay for that World Series win with <laughs> laughing emojis. That's so cool. You know what's uh, what's crazy on that bill? Mm. Cranberry juice was 10 bucks. Yeah. His salad was 42. Oh my goodness. Well, it's the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> but you know what? He can I think, afford it. I think he can afford think that million can. dollar too. Uh, uh, yeah, six he's... years, he's making 162 million bucks. So Almost million. as much as you. <laughs> Wow. I don't know what kind of fish you're doing these days. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. It may be uh, just week 11, but for the Lions tonight is a must-win game versus the Riders. A victory, and BC is tied with Saskatchewan at 4-5. and five. Good enough for fourth in the tough Western Division. But a loss, and the Leos would fall four points back, making it an uphill battle the rest of the way through. Now, the good news, the Lions are undefeated at home. All they have to do is find a way to stop blowing games, especially in the fourth quarter.
Uh, you just got to keep fine-tuning. One thing I know about the CFL is the long season. You know, I've been on both sides of it. I won a great cup being 9-9. I won a great cup being 17-3 So uh, when I was in Calgary. So you just got to keep rolling and keep stringing good weeks together and try not to hurt yourself as a team. Just improve from a week you were from the week ago. Uh, we're trying to figure it out, but obviously we don't quite have an answer or else we would have fixed it already. Um, it's just trying to put a complete game together, 60 minutes. You know, we either come out slow and finish strong or start fast and finish slow. So, you know, whatever we got to do, we have to figure it out fast, and hopefully uh, we do that this week. Bolivar Mitchell and the Stamps coming off their first loss, hosting the Blue Bombers. But it was Winnipeg with the first big play. Chris Streveler on the second and second in inches. He's throwing 65-yard strike to Ryan Langford. 7-0 Bombers. But here comes the Stamps. Bo to Devaris Daniels. 20-yard touchdown. 15-12 Bombers at the half. It was family day. Even the horses bring out the entire family. Third quarter, Bo to Marquen Mitchell. In the end zone, the first lead of the game for the Stampeders, 18-15. And then in the fourth, the Stamps would ice it. Bo to Kamar Jordan, a team record 249 yards receiving, 68 of them on this play. Bo throws for 452 yards. Calgary wins. They are now 8-1 on the season. The Whitecaps are on the road to begin a home-and-home -home series versus San Jose, the worst team in MLS, San Jose has just three wins through 24 games. So for the Caps, they desperately need to take advantage and earn all six points as the competition will get a lot tougher from here on in. Now, you'd have to think anything less than three points would be a disappointment tonight. Yeah, they're, uh, they're two big matches, and we know we need six points uh, to basically springboard us um, to get into playoff position. We're just on the outside looking in right now, and we know how crucial these games are. We showed that we are, we can, we're capable of winning teams on the road, especially uh, after the Portland win, uh, which, was, which was huge for us. So uh, we're, we're in a good form, and uh, yeah, I think we, uh, we can beat anyone uh, at this moment. Well, we want to get three points. We'll approach the game with the same mindset as we have done the last four or five games, well, last 20 games plus games. So we know it's going to be a difficult game. You know, we're getting to the stage where teams start taking more risks because... You know, it's, it's getting to the stage where the season is still alive or it's not going to be. We know San Jose are in that predicament. They're good, they've got good players. Uh, they've probably not got the results they would like um, based upon the new manager coming in, but we're, we're not deceived by that. NLS to the EPL, Arsenal taking on West Ham. The Gunners were down a goal, but in the 30th minute off the cross, it's the Nacho, Nacho man. Nacho Marial takes his time and buries it. That would tie the game up at one. And then in the second half, the Gunners catch a break. 70th minute, West Ham can't clear. Alexander Lagazette's cross off a defender. The dreaded own goal. Danny Welbeck would seal it with a stoppage time goal. Arsenal earns their first win. 3-1 is the final. Liverpool hosting Brighton. Not the best of performances by the Reds today, but they do get the win. Roberto Firmino to Mohamed Salah. He makes no mistake. Just perfectly puts it in the Egyptian international. He had 32 goals last season. He has two this season. Liverpool moves into top spot. 3-0 on the season. They haven't surrendered a goal yet. Newly promoted Wolverhampton hosting last year's champs. Man City 57th minute Wanderers strike. It's Willie Bowie with the header. But watch the slow-mo replay. It goes in off his hand. That should have been a no goal, but there is no VAR in the Premier League. 69th minute, however, City would escape with a draw. Merrick Laporte 
City now sits tied for second with seven points in the standings. Welcome back. The Coquitlam Adonax will try to capture the Minto Cup tonight as they play game four of their best of five versus Brampton. Now, the series have been, has been marred by controversy after officials refused to work game two on Wednesday when the suspension of a star player was overturned, resulting in the refs actually walking out of the arena. We'll have the result tonight on Global News at 11. Adam Hadwin is in contention at the Northern Trust this week. After carding a 65 yesterday, Hadwin would shoot a 68 today, five birdies and a couple of bogeys, good enough to be tied for seventh at minus nine. Unfortunately, he didn't get any TV time. Hopefully CBS will show him some love in the final round. Lots of love for this guy. Bryson DeChambeau shot 68 and a 63 in his first two rounds. Start with some Tiger Woods. Went out early this morning, way back. He's had seven birdies in three On 14. Close with a birdie. He would make birdie and then a birdie on 18. His first bogey-free round of 2018. He is 13 back of the lead. Back to Deschambeau. Awkward lie, but look at the recovery he gets there. He would tap that in for a birdie to get to minus 14. Phil Mickelson. On 14 with a bit of a dart here. Sticks it within a foot. And he has got that. Made a bit of a run. Come on, come on, come on. Shoots a 68, seven back of the lead. Jordan Spieth doing the same thing. Seven under par for the day to sit at minus nine. On the par, 315. Almost gets it to go in for the ace. Don't count him out just yet. Keegan Bradley, the hot hand of the day, at nine under 62, but he's still... Four shots back. DeChambeau would finish with a birdie. He cards a 63, which is a career low. Takes a four-shot lead into the final round, which you can see right here on Global starting at 12.30. Women's Canadian Open. Perfect seats. I think those are free, sitting on the bridge. Brooke Anderson, they're all here to see her. She's shot a 66 and a 66. An eagle attempt there would fall short, but... She makes birdie to get to minus 13. Next hole, a long birdie attempt. And she takes the outright lead at 14 under. On the 14th, nice string of holes here for her. Misses the eagle putt, but makes the birdie putt to get to minus 15, led by a couple of strokes. But on the par 5, 17th, she gets into some trouble and can't bail herself out. Par save there, she would miss. She has a one-shot lead. Ten golfers within four shots of the lead. Afternoon baseball, Kendris Morales, five straight games with a home run for the Blue Jays, taking on the Phillies, fourth inning. You can make that six straight games. That ties a Jays record set by Jose Cruz back in 2001. That is Morales's 20th of the season. The Jays trailed this game 5-0. They would chip away, bottom of the eighth, bases juice for Elidmus Diaz, who Clears the bases with a double to center. The Jays come back from dead to win this one. 8-6 is the final. And last night, one of the most bizarre things you'll ever see in a boxing ring. F.A. Ajab Gibba uh, on the left, scheduled to fight uh, Curtis Harper. Before the bell rings, or after the bell rings, Harper decides he's had enough. He leaves saying that he wasn't getting paid enough for this fight and wanted respect. Ajagba won the fight at... One second of the first round in what has to be the quickest win in the history of boxing. Okay, check this one out, Chanel. Great pretenders took to the stage in Finland competing in this year's Air Guitar World Championship.
Okay, that is skill. Each performer put on their best show at the open air stage in northwestern Finland. This year's champion was Japan's Nanami Nagura, who performed under the artist name Seven Seas. Yeah, she started her performance dressed as a modest cleaning lady, and then she turned into a rocker as she did a little heavy metal. Yeah, she was rewarded with a. She got it. She didn't get ribs. Let me tell you that. Yeah, look at Vaughn. <laughs> she did not. I, I, I was going to say, finally, Yvonne. And I asked before, what color is she wearing? Black. Oh. Perfect. So she won't so get any. She'll on tweet her. it. She'll tweet it. Thanks for joining us. See you at eleven. <laughs>